Welcome to the Simply Slow Living Podcast. I'm your host, Hannah Forgey. Join me for a genuine, smart, and uplifting conversation. Let's slow down and enjoy the simple, sweet moments of motherhood together. Hey, friends. I know it might be counterproductive or unusual at the very least for a podcaster to record an episode on the benefits of silence and encourage you to find silence in your life. But that's what I did. And that's what today's episode is about. So I encourage you to listen to this episode, but then turn off all the other noise after you're done listening. And if you take away one thing from the podcast today, this is the one thing. Give yourself the gift of silence. This episode was inspired in part by a previous podcast episode I recorded, which was called How to Survive Summer with Theme Days. And in that podcast, it's a great listen. So I encourage you to go back and listen to it if you haven't already. But In that podcast, I talk about something called quiet time. So today I want to go a little bit deeper into what quiet time is and how you can have quiet time. And then also this episode was inspired by my daughter. My daughter and my two sons are off at church camp and I was going through the house just tidying up things because they're not home and I find it easier to do that when they're not home. And as I walked towards my daughter's room, she had been putting some signs up on her door. One was beware of dog because we just got a new puppy. But the other sign, bless her heart, that she had made says, I'm having some quiet time for 20 minutes. Please don't disturb. Thank you. And I saw that sign and My first instinct, I'll be honest, was to critique the spelling in the sign. But after I got past that perfectionistic moment, I looked at the sign and I just thought, oh, my goodness, she gets it. How how many times do we as adults and we as moms and women not take time to just have a little quiet time to ourselves, to re-energize, to refresh ourselves, just to give us some mental clarity and just to stop that inundation of stimulation that we have all the time. So I was so proud of her for making that sign. I left it up. I took a picture of it, which I'll share on Instagram. But that precious handwritten sign made me so happy. It was such a proud mom moment. Because I felt like, man, I'm not totally failing at this. I'm teaching my daughter to value silence. And it showed me that she's getting it. She gets it. Giving yourself the gift of silence is so valuable. So today, this episode is all about silence and quiet time and how we can bring more of both into our days. I don't know about you, but I feel like we're living in a world and in a time where there is just so much noise. And sometimes noise is good. It can be energizing and also stimulating. But at the same time, too much noise is overwhelming. Too much noise can be overstimulating. I was thinking about times in my day that I used to have noise 
that I have now shifted my thinking to enjoy silence in those moments instead. I used to, when driving in the car, always have music on or a podcast on, or the kids would be watching a video on the screen in the minivan, and it would just be noise as we are driving down the road. I used to enjoy getting ready and doing my makeup in the mirror while listening to music. Sometimes I would have music going on in the shower. And definitely when I was cleaning the house, I would put some (laughs) motivating music on to like pump me up and encourage me to get the house cleaned quickly and just to have something to listen to. I would even find myself feeling the need to listen to something while I was walking, whether it be a podcast or music. But I started to realize that my brain was just inundated with all of these different stimulations, and it was all of the time. It was starting to affect my mood and my energy and the way I was parenting my kids. So I started purposefully looking at moments in my day that I was choosing noise that instead I could choose silence. So now I drive in silence. We roll the windows down and as much as possible, we just drive in silence. I walk in silence and instead of having something talking to me in my ears, I'm able to enjoy the outdoors. I'm able to enjoy the sounds of nature. And honestly, I'm more restored by the end of my walk when I'm walking in silence. I shower in silence. I don't fall asleep with the TV on. Um, That's a big thing for my husband. He like feels, it's almost like his security blanket where he feels like he has to have the TV on to fall asleep, which drives me crazy. We're, We're working on that, but I don't go to sleep with the TV on. And you know what? Those small changes have made a huge difference. When I'm sitting on our back porch. I just have a cup of coffee or I'm reading my book in silence and it just makes my day so much more enjoyable and I feel much more present when there is silence and quiet instead of the noise just taking over and the noise being the focus. If you feel like you have a ton of things grabbing for your attention all of the time, silence is what you need. Silence gives your brain, heart, and soul the space to think, feel, and process. It gives you an opportunity for mental clarity and for ideas and for inspiration to come to you. There is power in silence because the quieter we become, the more we're able to hear. And silence isn't empty. It's not empty at all. It's not void. Silence is actually full of answers. So if you're seeking clarity in something or you're needing to get some inspiration or needing ideas or needing a sense of understanding, silence will bring that. There is a connection with God that comes through being still and being silent that most oftentimes we miss because we are constantly being stimulated and there's constant noise in our lives. So we need to slow down. We need to have some moments of quiet and moments of silence so we can take a mental break. Silence does the soul good. It's so good. Silence is a luxury. Have you ever been in that moment as a mom where you're like, oh my goodness, I just need some peace and quiet. 
Well, if we feel that way, our kids feel that way too. So what I want to share with you next is this idea of quiet time. It's a strategy that my husband and I learned in a parenting class. It's something that we have been implementing with our own children since they were around four, three, and two years old, and they're now 11, nine, and eight. So we've been doing this for a while. And it really is mood shifting. It will clear the air in your home. It will give you a restart to your day. And through having quiet time in your home and teaching your kids this strategy, you're empowering them with a strategy to use for emotional regulation. So if they're getting frustrated, if they're upset, if they're angry, instead of taking that out in negative behaviors, instead of showing that emotion negatively, what they can do instead is recognize that maybe they need some quiet time. This is why I'm so proud of my daughter for making that sign on her bedroom door, because she recognized that she needed, her body needed, her emotions needed, and her heart needed some quiet time to reset. She needed to take a break for a moment and to find some peace and calm and clarity. There are a ton of positive things to having quiet time and teaching your kids how to have quiet time. So what do you do as a mom? How do you, how do you actually do this? What you're going to do is you're going to have your children be in separate spaces in your home. When they're little, this might look like you have one kiddo in a pack and play. Maybe you have another kiddo in a crib. Maybe you have another kiddo on a baby blanket in the living room, but everyone has their own designated space. As your kiddos get older, you could do this as having fun beach towels in the living room where everyone can be in a spot where they can see each other, but they're not touching each other. That was one of our kids' favorites. They liked the beach towel thing because it seemed fun. They had their own space. And then as they get older, as our kids are now, they now either go to their room as their quiet time space. Maybe one of them will be on the couch. Maybe one of them is outside on the back porch in a chair but everyone has their designated space. No one is moving throughout the entire quiet time. So you're staying in your space, hence having the towels. That's your area. You don't get off your towel. You don't get out of the pack and play. You don't get off of the couch. You stay in your area. But everyone has an area. They're not being disturbed by anyone else. No one else can touch them. And it's quiet. As a side note, this strategy also teaches self-control because self-control is a learned behavior. It's not something that we are born with. We have to learn how to control our body and our movements and our mouth. And so quiet time also teaches our children to have self-control with their body. They have to stay in that space. They have to be quiet. It's having that self-control piece that also makes quiet time really beneficial. So I encourage you to start this practice as soon as you can. So everyone is in their designated space. Everyone understands they're not getting out of their spot. And you as a mom have made sure that they have no excuse to get out of their spot. 
If they want to take a little drink to their spot, they can. If they want a snack in their spot, they can. Before you start quiet time, you make sure everyone has used the restroom so there's not that excuse of, I need to get up and go potty. You make sure that they have all the toys they might want to play with or the books that they want to read. Everything is right there in their spot ready for them. I also want to say that I don't recommend doing technology during quiet time. We're trying to minimize the distractions to our brain and the stimulation on our brain, and technology is not beneficial for that. So we've got everybody in their spot. We have all of the goodies that they might need. Everyone's used the restroom. There's no excuses to get out of your spot. And then the last thing that you need to do is you need to tell them that this isn't going to last forever. This is just for a short amount of time. And we have one of those wonderful timers at our house that shows the amount of time that's elapsed in red. If I set the timer on 15 minutes, the kids can kind of see how much time is left. But you're going to use a timer and you're going to start off slow and you're going to start off with a very short amount of time. For little kiddos, you start out with five minutes. You do quiet time for five minutes and that's it. The timer goes off and you're done. As your kids get older, you can bump up the time. Our kids are now at the point where we can do about an hour and a half of quiet time if we want. That's not typical for us. Most of the time we do probably 45 minutes to an hour of quiet time a day. And that seems to be the amount of time that they need to recharge and reset. It's up to you as a parent to decide how long they can last and how long you want to do quiet time for. Another thing that worked really well for us was offering a reward at the end of quiet time for a quiet time done well. If you stayed in your spot, you've not disturbed anyone else, and you haven't asked anything of mommy the entire time, then we would do a small reward. When the kids were really little, we would literally do like one Skittle as a reward. As the kids have gotten older, we will do a popsicle after quiet time and everybody then go outside and eat your popsicle. In the wintertime, we had hot chocolate after quiet time as a reward. We have even done a dance party reward after quiet time. I will have one song ready to play and we just kind of get up and dance and then move on with our day. So totally up to you, but I do feel like as the kids are younger, the reward does incentivize them to stay still, stay quiet during quiet time. I think it goes without saying that this is obviously going to be more challenging with younger kids, but eventually they do get it. When you're starting this process and they get off of that baby blanket or they get off of the towel or they're crying in the pack and play, you go back and reassure them that this isn't going to last forever and you put them back in their spot and kindly remind them that, hey, this is quiet time. Everyone's having quiet time, and it's going to be over in this amount of time. And there's a reward at the end. You know, you guys are smart. You know how to parent. But, yeah, it's going to take a little bit of practice. It's a learned behavior that you are giving your kids this strategy of knowing about self-control and knowing to value quiet time. Because, like we said before, silence is a luxury, and we need to be giving ourselves this gift of silence and giving our children this gift of silence in a noisy world. And here's an insider secret about quiet time. 
When we would do quiet time at our house when our kids were younger, nine times out of 10, I would have at least one child fall asleep. And most of the time, I had two out of my three kids fall asleep. Man, they would fight me tooth and nail over nap time, but they loved quiet time. So if I was able to get them quiet and still, more often than not, I had kiddos falling asleep. So insider secret, if you want your kids to take a nap, but don't want to argue with them about nap time, try quiet time. Friends, I hope you have enjoyed this episode about silence and quiet time and that you are motivated to incorporate more of it into your daily routines. Bring in more silence, bring in more peace, bring in more lightness, bring in more ease and joy and contentment, and you can find it all in the silence. Remember, silence is not empty. It's not void. It's full of answers. And when we take a moment to disconnect from our busy, noisy world, then we are able to fully live in the luxury of blessing, of joy and simplicity and ease and contentment. If you are looking for something to switch up your routine to feel lighter and happier, Make it a daily practice to incorporate silence and quiet time. So I want you to try this. I want you to try quiet time and incorporating more moments of silence into your day and see if it doesn't significantly change your life and your outlook. Screenshot this episode. Tag me in your Instagram stories. Message me on Facebook. Share with me what you have taken away from this episode. I would love to have feedback from you. And I cannot wait to hear how bringing more silence into your day has benefited you and your family. Let's give ourselves the gift of silence today, friends. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Simply Slow Living Podcast. Connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and hannahforge.com. Join our encouraging community of women living with mindfulness and celebrating motherhood in the Simply Slow Living community on Facebook. Please share this show with a friend who could benefit from Simply Slow Living.